Welcome, everyone. <laughs> I'm Jay. And I'm Shaw. And this is Show 29. <laughs> well, how was your week, Shaw? My week was fantastic, Jay. How was your week? You know, I can't complain. There's been, you know, good, fun drama to work with at work. There's been great celebrations in my life. And all in all, I've um, I've had a good week. So Good. <laughs> yeah. Good. I've been enjoying the weather. The weather's oh. been amazing. It, I, isn't it great? Yeah. I've already started grilling out because, for me, grilling season is the spring and the fall. Summer yeah. here in Kansas is unbearable, and it's like winter, and I just go inside. I don't go outside. So spring, that's that's grilling season for me. So I'm getting out there already, and steaks, hamburgers, Ooh. whatever you want. Wow. Come Good over to my you. house. Anyone that's listening. Anyone. We're grilling. Okay. There, there will be a line of yeah. hungry people. <laughs> um, Good. Well, hey, before we get too deep into this show, I've, I have a question for you, and I want everybody to kind of play along, and it is surprisingly interesting to hear the answers. So um, let's go ahead and get started. Here's a question for you, Shah. Well, it's, it's more of a statement. I want you to completely describe the process of brushing your teeth go uh so i have a sonicare toothbrush the little like mm-hmm. one that kind of brushes for you so you don't have to think about it mm-hmm. and it even beeps every 30 seconds so you change like regions on your teeth so i put the toothpaste on it mm-hmm. and then i put it in my mouth turn it on <laughs> Because if you turn it on beforehand, the toothpaste just flies all over the place. Interesting. And then I usually walk some laps around the house because I'm trying to up my step count. <laughs> and then I spit, rinse, uh-huh. and usually crawl into bed. Okay. Or this is when I'm getting out of bed. All right. Well, here's my big question. When you apply the toothpaste to the brush, do you rinse... The brush before you put the toothpaste down, or do you put the toothpaste on dry? I usually put the toothpaste on dry. Really? Occasionally, I'll add water after. So you water. So when you put the toothpaste down, mm-hmm. sometimes you'll turn on the water and add a little bit. Yeah. Wow. Second person I've heard of that. How many people have you queried? Thousands. <laughs> It's really taking over my life, <laughs> this question. <laughs> I'm searching for an answer. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> so, of all the things that could take over your life, this is the, <laughs> this is, this is the one. This is my calling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> anyway. Well. Um, yeah. The more you know. Um, the more you know. One thing I've, I've done both, and this is interesting... If you apply water before your toothpaste, you get extra foam in your mouth. Now, according to the um, manufacturer... ADA? I don't know if it was done by them, but it was uh, definitely like, I don't know, what a, a toothpaste brand. They recommended, after you're done brushing, not to rinse. Leave the suds in, go to sleep. It's insane. Not to rinse your mouth? Yeah. I never rinse my mouth. What? You go to bed, suds in? 
And you spit it out. And then just leave the little... Yeah, there's fluoride in the toothpaste, and the fluoride helps How do teeth. you know this? I just learned that <laughs> fact. That's crazy. Well. The more you know, Jay. The more you know. The more you know. Okay. Moving on. Uh, as many of you know, there's two weeks left in Lent. How's your Lent going, bud? It's going well. I am really enjoying... Well, I mean, as, more, as much as you can, I'm really enjoying how I've decided to sort of structure my day around Lent and waking up early and saying prayers. Um, last night, while we're recording here, last night was St. Patrick's Day. We had some people over, even some coworkers here from St. Anne, and played some games and stayed up far too late for some reason <laughs> um, and intended to sleep a little bit later. I'm like, oh, I'm going to cheat a little bit tomorrow in my Lenten penance, but I still my alarm clock goes off at 6.30 for Lent, but I woke up at 6.29, and I was like, dang it, even I tried to cheat, but I'm just used to waking up now. Good and for you. so it just kind of happened that way. But I, I decided to cheat and was successful. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Thank you. Or not. <laughs> yeah. I felt bad, but sleeping in till 7 15. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, but anyway, I digress. I am looking forward on our little outline here and i see that it is your favorite part of the show this is the absolute best part after this you can kind of turn it off (laughs) it is of course time for the pope tweet pope tweet most recent tweet from the pope was Lent is a time for drawing near to christ by listening to the word of god and celebrating the sacraments so reading scripture and celebrating the sacraments. Something Jay did tonight. You celebrated one of the sacraments. What did you do? I did. I went to confession, and I can get into that a little later in the show. I don't mind. Uh, a little teaser there? little teaser. I, uh, yeah. Cool. Got my halo polished, as they say. <laughs> All right. Uh, there's some cool stuff going on at the parish, especially as we get deeper into Lent and sort of refocus our spiritual lives one of them is put on by our very own Andrew Lynch. Uh, on March 12th, Pope Francis marked his second anniversary uh, as being Pope. And on March 26th at 7 p.m. in the parish hall, it's a Thursday, March 26th, uh, Andrew Lynch is going to take a look back on the past year and two years, really this past year, of Pope Francis's papacy and where he's kind of taking the church uh, so look into the past and into the future, and he'll kind of take us through this little hour-long journey on the Pope's thoughts on the world. I have been to a couple Andrew Lynch shindigs. I'm sure the proper term is classes or lessons. <laughs> um, and they're great. Like, yeah. he really does a good job. He's a good speaker. He almost has so much information that it explodes out like a volcano. And the, it's just like this mental marathon to keep up with all the goodness that is coming out of his lectures. So I would definitely recommend um, checking it out if if that's up your alley. I think I'm going to try. Like if, if the mental image of that spewing forth volcanic stuff and marathon <laughs> out of Andrew Lynch's mouth didn't turn you off, please go to the, <laughs> the class. <laughs> Oh boy. Yeah, it'll be great. He's a fantastic speaker and a very wise man. So, yes. Good. Very good. Um, next up, I think we should get 
we're turning to our good friend, the Bulletin, uh, and we're going to talk about Lent, like everything this church offers during Lent. Um, the first is pray the rosary, and that's at 7.40 every morning, Monday through Friday, and uh, pray for the needs of our parish and the world. And then stay for 805 Mass. Yeah. Talk about a double whammy right there. Very cool. And Stations Across, which just happens tonight every Wednesday. It's at 5.30 p.m. just in the in the church area, in the sanctuary. Uh, come and sort of walk the way of the Lord before his passion. And Confessions. Every Wednesday in every parish in the archdiocese from 6 to 7. And that is where I just came from. Yeah. Um, and here we go. <laughs> uh, this is valuable information. So if you're thinking about going to confession, listen up. The location of confession has changed. It is not in the offices because of construction. It's rather in the baptismal area. And there, don't worry, there's... Um, there's plenty of space so people don't hear. And then for added measure, there's uh, the monks that, that sing, uh, what, what do you call them? Gregorian chant. Yeah, Gregorian chant and monks to um, make sure none of those sins find, them, find the way to the... <laughs> the neighbor's earbuds. Yes, that's right. But... Um, yeah, it was it was a great experience going in and and confessing all your sins to the priest, and it's um it's a good feeling to hear and to feel that all your sins are absolved, and it just yeah. I should go more than once a year, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I it just it's a good feeling, and um and it helps you keep pushing forward. So, anyway, um, I highly recommend it. Good for the soul. Sure. Yeah. The church encourages us to go twice a year, if not more. Oh. So, during the two sort of penitential seasons, one being Lent and the other being right before Christmas. So, those are kind of two penitential seasons. We're encouraged to go to confession. But, yeah, it's just a it's a beautiful feeling, like you said, just to like hear the words of Christ. Like, you're forgiven, right? And yeah. And... Even cooler, like, the more often you go, the more often you have sort of... I think it was last uh, show 28, if you want to go back in the archives, we talked about Pope Francis and his homily on judging, and it was all about judging yourself and how we should do that. And that's good to sort of look into your own life and, and judge your actions, right? And to think, like, well, where did I fail? Where did I fall short? What did I not do that I should have done? Um, and it's good to do that frequently. So It yeah, is. Cool. It is very cool. Have you gone yet, Sean? I have gone this Lent, yeah. I'll, I'll probably go again right before Easter because it's oh, nice to be... Uh, well, no, I mean, it's nice to be clean, like, right before. Yeah. Um, and speaking of that, going right before Easter, along with all those confession times, we also have a communal penance service, which isn't as scary as it sounds. In the old church, we used to have communal penance services where you stood before the congregation and you yelled all of your sins. Whoa! And that was just horrifying. When you say old church, what does that mean? Like the early church. Like the early one, days of the church. Or like even before. Way before that, like first couple of centuries of the church. <laughs> this communal penance service, so as a, everyone shows up at the same time, it'll be on March, it's a Sunday, March 29th at 3 p.m. Um, Father Keith should be there. 
and leading everyone in a group examination of conscience. So he'll kind of read through a long list of, you know, where could where did you maybe fail? Where did you not do what you should have done? Um, so you can kind of, it's sort of a guided meditation on your sins. Um, that's the communal part. And then you can go to individual confession and, and be clean for Easter. Yay. So, yeah. Cool. Very cool. All right. Moving right along. We are going to go over, I believe, the Triduum. The three beautiful masses, the holiest days of the year. Uh, we were just having a little conversation before this. They're not holy days of obligation because the church considers them so holy, they sort of supersede holy days of obligation that you should want to go not out of obligation but out of just love for uh, Christ and his church. Uh, so it's one, you know, there might be three separate events, but the church considers them one complete liturgy. So we start with the sign of the cross on the Holy Thursday Mass, and the liturgy does not end until Holy Saturday, Vigil, or Easter. Um, so Good Friday isn't even considered a Mass. It's just a, a service, if you will. But all of those times and all of those events are when, Jay? Holy Thursday, April 2nd, Mass of the Lord's Supper, 7 p.m. Good Friday, April 3rd, Stations of the Cross, 3 p.m., Solemn Celebration of the Lord's Passion, 7 p.m. Holy Saturday, April 4th, 7.30 p.m. And there's no 4 p.m. Mass this, this Saturday. And then Easter Sunday, Masses are April 5th, 7.30 a.m., 9 a.m., and 11 a.m. Cool. Yes, very cool. I always do Easter Vigil, so Holy Saturday Mass, where we always go at nighttime. I, I really love that liturgy. It's probably my most favorite liturgy of the year, and I love if those of you who have been to that one and when they light the Easter candle and sing the really long, beautiful song, sort of like the history of salvation. It's just I just love it. It's just such a cool Mass to go to. Uh, that's, that's all. We I thought we'd leave you with, just as we're in Lent here, <clears throat> I love G.K. Chesterton. If anyone has read any of his stuff, he is an amazing apologist, theologian of the faith. Uh, and he has a cool little poem that kind of touches on Lent, um, but it's called, entitled The Donkey. Um, he's kind of a man of great wit as well. Uh, and the donkey, sort of in the Christian tradition, we see as sort of like this lowly, humble, unattractive beast of burden who carries... Uh, just loads for us. But throughout Scripture, we see him carrying Christ into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, right? That great entrance into Palm Sunday where everyone's worshiping him as King and Lord. Um, but we also see a donkey carrying the Christ child um, while he's in Mary's womb on the way to his on way to Bethlehem. Uh, so just keep that in mind through this poem. It's just a really short poem, but it's really beautiful. Uh, go look it up later. When fishes flew and forests walked, and figs grew upon thorn, some moment when the moon was blood, then surely I was born. With monstrous head and sickening cry, and ears like errant wings, the devil's walking parody of all four-footed things. The tattered outlaw of the earth, of ancient crooked will, starve, scourge, deride me, I am dumb, I keep my secret still. Fools, for I also had my hour. One far fierce hours and sweet, there was a shout about my ears and palms before my feet. Good work, my friend. Good work.
Well, I would say that completely wraps up our show. I think so. That was a good one. It is. It's always good to do our Lent shows. A little bit more somber, maybe. Yeah, a little bit toned down. But we'll pop the champagne here in a, in two weeks. That's right, we will. <laughs> that is right, we will. Anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, until next week, I'm Jay. Wait. Knock, knock. Who's there? Europe. Europe who? Europe who? Ah, oh, man. <laughs> and I'm Shaw. That's our show. God bless. <laughs>